And I, I'm just excited about the, the, the message this morning and, and what God's placed on my heart. Because for one, it's, it's, it's kind of exciting because it could go several directions. So it's kind of like, Lord, I'm yours. So let's, let's do this this morning. You know, you, you be glorified in this place. And, you know, and as we're praying about some things and some things that came up in my heart, you know, after Dr. Von Minister last week. And I'm, I'm continuing on my, my Making Room, you know, series. And, but it was just thinking about... That phrase, show me your glory. Say it, show me your glory. You know, to me, it's a, it's a statement that causes you to cross a line. It, it's a statement that you're crossing a line that you're saying, you know what? I want something different than this world can give me. Say, show me your glory. Now, think about when your, your deepest desire is not things. Your deepest desire isn't objects. Your deepest desire isn't worldly success, but your deepest desire is Him. I'm reminded of of one of the Psalms that says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. But what if your desire was Him? Think about, you know, we say, show me your glory. You're not asking for anything. You're asking for him. And it's realized when you get him, all those other things are added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God, right? So, so when, when I say, show me your glory, it's not just a phrase. I'm, I'm just saying a religious phrase, but you know what? I'm stepping across this into a life where I'm not self-focused, but I'm God-focused. Where I'm less focused about me and I'm more focused about him. I, I read something by, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it, a couple of phrases to you. I read something by Max Licato and it says this and about the phrase, show me your glory. He says this, show me your residence. Show me your radiance. Moses is praying, flex your biceps. Let me see the S on your chest, your preeminence, your heart-stopping, ground-shaking power. I I love that. When when Moses was saying, show me your glory, he was saying, let me see the S on your chest. You know, let, you know, let me, let me see everything that you are. Let me see, not just, not just hear about you, but I want to see you. You know, he says, show me your glory. Moses is praying. He says, forget the bank. I want Fort Knox. Moses is asking for a walk in the vault of God's wealth. Moses asked, would you stun me with your strength? Would you numb me with your wisdom? Would you steal my breath with a brush of yours? A moment in the spray of the waterfall of your grace. A glimpse of your glory. That's Moses' prayer. Show me your glory. It's not just a religious phrase, but you're saying, God, I want to see all that you are. You know, we've only experienced parts of his glory because physically we couldn't handle it. You know, people talk about they fall, fell out underneath the power. What is that? That's when the glory of God comes on someone and they, their body can't take it. It's, it's the heaviness. It says the heaviness of everything that's good. That's the glory of God. So show me your glory. So if Moses' request was this, this aspiration of stepping across this line, don't you think it should be ours? Yes. Show me your glory. Hallelujah. We need a glimpse of God's glory. And a sight of that will bring change to every area of our lives. You see, it's, it's everything in what we're looking at. Making room that I've been dealing with is all about the heart. And it's what you're looking at is what's filling your, your heart. There's a phrase that Dr. Savell used last week, and he talked about staying hungry. Staying hungry. And let's look at this scripture in Matthew chapter 5. Verse 6, it says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Read that again. Blessed, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hunger after, hunger after. You know this this word hunger and thirst is words and terminology of desperation. So when Doctor Savell was saying stay hungry, what he's saying, he's saying continue to go after something. 
continue to go after, continue to pursue something. The, just the definition for hunger, one of the definitions for hunger is the feeling of discomfort or weakness caused by a lack of food, but coupled with a desire to eat. The verb form of the word hunger is having a strong desire or craving that drives you in a certain direction. So when you're hungry, it causes you to lean towards something. You know, you know a lot of you might be hungry right now, and you probably already know what you're going to eat after church, right? You, you already know because what you, you're, you're hungry, and you, know, you may not be hungry, but you're going to eat anyway, right? So that's just how we are. And so, but, it, but it's just you, you just lean towards something. You, you leave church today, you're going to go into the place of what you're hungry for. So when you're hungering and thirsting after righteousness, you'll be filled. So if I'm hungering and thirsting after the glory of God, I will be filled. You know, another thing as I was thinking about hunger is, is when you're not hungry, ultimately, it's a sign that something's not right with you physically. You know, when you're sick physically, what's one of the first things? You don't have an appetite. You know, if you have a sore throat and different things that are going on, you can't taste food and, and you're, you're, you're nauseated. Or what, you, you don't want to eat. Why? Because something's not right with you physically. So let me ask you a question. If you're not hungry spiritually, is something wrong? Because it's a sign. If I'm not wanting to get into this word, then that lets me know there's something wrong. If I, if I don't want to pray, then, then that lets me know there's something might be wrong in my spiritual walk. Let's take it even to a relationship. If you don't want to be around your spouse or you look for reasons to be away from your spouse, something's not right. And people use all sorts of escapes of, well, I got to do this and I got to do that. I got to go here and go there. Actually, but no, there's some root things that are going on here. And it's the same thing with when we talk about show me your glory. We have to, are, are there, if we're not hungry for something more that God has for us. And, and we, we take this Christianity of, out, out of the Christianity of the mind and may understand that the Christianity is all about the heart. Is, is, am I hungry in here for more, than where I, for more than what I've had so far? Hunger and thirst after right. You know, I was, as I was thinking about this, I, I thought about hunger and, and going towards something. And I was thinking about showing the glory. I was thinking about things that are greater. And, 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 I, and all of a sudden, I was drawn to the, the story when Jesus, had, he had already risen, and he, he, he talked to the disciples. And we know when he rose, he said he made himself known to 500 people, right? And he even told them, he said, he said, go to Jerusalem and tarry there until you're endued with power from on high. 500 people heard that, but only 120 showed up. Now, I mean, and, and I put myself in, in, in one of those 500, would I have shown up? I'd like to say yes. I'd like to say yes, but you know what? There's times when I didn't. I'd like to have said yes. I, I would have liked to have been one of the 120 that experienced what they experienced when the church was birthed. I, I would have loved to experience that. But where were the other, the rest of them? You, you know, and, I, and the Lord, he, he really convicted me about some things. And, you know, he, he reminded me of something that in the church I went to previously before I moved here. And before I went to Bible school and everything. And I remember the, the pastor had something. And he, and he, he, he wanted us all for, for, I can't remember actually how many days it was. But he says, he, we're going to pray because we're believing for revival. And we're going to pray. We're going to get together every evening. I think it was for 30 days. Every, or every evening for 30 days at 7 o'clock. And we're going to pray because we had these special meetings coming up. You know what? But you know what? I, I didn't, I only made it to a handful of them. Did I really want revival? Did, did, I, did I really want something? Did, did I really want something more? Because when I was thinking about that 500 and he goes, well, and, and the Lord was like, well, you couldn't show up for 28 days or 30 days. It's like, oh, maybe I wouldn't have been one of the 120. You know, I, if I, as a pastor, if I asked you, okay, for the next seven days, we're going to show up here every night at 7, 7 p.m. What would you do to inconvenience your, yourself to be here? I'm just, I, and, and I may do that sometime. The Lord may have me do that. But I'm just, it's, it's, this is a, and this isn't, this is a pastoral message. <laughs> 
Because we really, we, when we say, show me your glory, we get excited because, and we like abounding and we like flourishing. But, but also, do, do we understand what produces those things in our lives? You know, we have, we have worship night and there, you know, we have worship night and there's, we have 400, four to 500 people on a weekend, but yet we could have a hundred show up on worship night on Sunday evening. We call it visitation. It's, it's the time where you can meet with God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's a good preaching, Pastor. <laughs> we, we, these are the things that we really have to ask ourselves. And, and because really, we, we, deep down, I know we all do. We want the glory of God. But, but, and, it, and it comes down to really the, the next thing I'm stepping into. Let, let's, let's look at, let's look at uh, verse 9. Of Matthew chapter 5. It says, blessed, actually, I'm sorry, verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We say, show me your glory. That means we want to see something, right? We, we want to see God. And I, I want to see, I, I, I want to see him. I, I want to experience his presence. I, man, I, I've, I've experienced in my life, man, when I was, my body was healed. I, man, I didn't know that. That was the glory of God that came into that room that healed my body. Man, when the Lord told me I'd be in Texas from the jar, of the rest, that was the glory of God that came into that room. And it, it was just a taste of it. I, I like what Smith Wigglesworth said. I, I, I would rather be under the anointing for five minutes than to have the world, the, the rest of the world. I, I'd rather be just in that glory just for five minutes than to have all the world and all the possessions in the world. If I could just be in that glory. See, that, that's, that's, I'm stepping across the line. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, now, when we talk about this word pure here, this isn't, this isn't talking about being sinless. This, this word pure here is about being clear. It's about being clean. You know, and as I were about clear, I, I was thinking, and, and I, blessed are the pure in heart. Do you see, everything we do is out of our heart. The decisions you, are make, you make is based on how filled your heart is. You know, and I, and I was looking at thinking of a, of a pipe and, and, and water flowing through a pipe. And, and if, I, if I clog up that pipe, then, then what is supposed to flow through that won't be able to flow through it. Well, what, 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 that pipe was designed for something. That, that pipe was not designed to, be, to, to clog up. That pipe was designed to flow something through it. You know what? And you are not to be a clogged up pipe. You are to be something. You are to be an instrument of God that God can flow through. Amen. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. What, you know that God wants to reveal himself in amazing ways, but our lives get filled with so many things. You know, I'll, I'll watch people in public yesterday. I, I, I mean, I had, Brent had basketball games all day long. He had five basketball games yesterday. They won the championship. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And, you know, so, so but, but there I was just watching people. I mean, being at Glen Rose for 12 hours, it was like, man, I could watch a lot of people right now. And, you know, I'm, I'm just watching people. And I'm just seeing, you know, I was looking at one person. Every, every five minutes they looked at their phone. Every five minutes, strolling, scrolling, put the phone down, pick the phone up, scrolling. Every five minutes, scrolling, scrolling. It's it, it nonstop, all day long, all day long, every 10 minutes. If, it, and so what I'm saying by that is, is, is we can take something that's meant to be a blessing and it can become a curse. 
And what happens is, is everything that we face in the world is, 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 is constantly filling you up. If you fill yourself up with, with news and, and all sorts of things, what, your, your heart's going to get filled and filled and filled and filled and filled. And, you, and you know, on Sundays you're saying, show me your glory. But on Monday through Saturday, you're filling it, filling it, filling it, filling it, filling it with all sorts of images, all sorts of things, all sorts of, uh, of wrong images. Uh, it, may, it might even be negative things, but you're just filling your heart with so many things and you're standing there, God, show me your glory. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Another, as we look about a pure heart, look at, look at this from this standpoint is a heart that has a, a right motive, a pure heart, a pure heart, meaning your motive's right. You know, as, as I was thinking about and praying over this in Hebrews 11, it's a familiar scripture. And I'm sorry, Hebrews 12, when it talks about lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets us. And looking unto Jesus, looking, looking unto Jesus. And the, well, the word weight there is, if you look it up in the Greek, the root word is, means a mass, a mass that causes Bending and bulging because it's overloaded. And so I got a picture of, I, I saw that commercial, you know, the hefty, 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 hefty cinch sack. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. No, I was thinking about that, you know, I was thinking about that bag and, and, you know, and, and, you know, you, you see, you know, the force flex ones are like stuffing is like, and you know what? Those don't work that good all the time, you know, and you're like stuffing things in and, and, you know, and things are bulged all at the side. You, you, you can actually see everything you put in there based on what's sticking out of it. And, and, and you know what? That's what our hearts can be like. It can be so bulging. It can bending and, it, and, and things are coming out all because our hearts are filled with so much stuff. And I know I made some hard statements, and, and my heart isn't to bring any condemnation to you. You know, you know me as, as a pastor. My heart is to, to, to bring this in, in the best love that I can, in the love of God. You know, it's like, it's, it's faith. Faith is in our heart. It's in our mouth. But if our heart is filled with so many other things, will we really operate with confidence before God? go to Acts chapter 28. Acts chapter 28. I'm going to read this in the Passion. Thank you, Father. The glory is here. The glory of God is here. Show me your glory. Hallelujah. Now this is the... uh, Thank you, Father. So towards the end of the Apostle Paul's life, and, and he, he's, let's, let's start in verse 20. I'll just read it. It says, still unable to agree, I'm reading the Passion Translation, still unable to agree among themselves, they were about to leave when Paul made one statement to them. The Holy Spirit stated, it is well when we spoke to your ancestors through the prophet Isaiah. He says, I send you to this people to say to them, you will keep learning but not understanding. You will keep staring at truth, but not perceiving it. For your hearts are hard and insensitive to me. Now get that. Your hearts are hard and insensitive to me. You must be hard of hearing. For you clothed your ears so that you won't be troubled by the truth. And you covered your ears so you won't have to listen and be pierced by what I say. For then you would have to respond and repent so that I could heal your hearts. So listen well then. This wonderful salvation given by God is now being presented to the non-Jewish nations and they will believe and receive it. Now, now get this here. Here, Paul was talking to them and was ministering to them and they, they, he was talking about the gospel and they walked away and they were upset. Why? Because their hearts were filled with the wrong things. Their hearts were hardened and they were insensitive. Here Paul is delivering to them truth. Paul's delivering to them the very thing that would change their life, the very thing they were waiting for and desiring. Paul was trying to deliver it to them. It said, but because of their hearts were insensitive, they couldn't hear truth. They couldn't see 
what had already taken place with Jesus being the Messiah. They couldn't see it. All because of their hearts. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. Let's go to Hosea chapter 4. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hosea chapter 4. Verse 9. And the Amplified says, And it shall be like people, like priests. I will punish them for their way and repay them for their doings. Meaning the people were only doing what the priests were doing. Verse 10. For they shall eat and not have enough. They shall play the harlot and beget no increase. Because they've forsaken the Lord for harlotry. Now get this. Harlotry and wine and new wine take away the heart and the mind and spiritual understanding. Now a word for harlotry, it's not a word we use all the time. But really the root form of the word harlotry is just idolatry. It just means putting other things before God. And he's saying, he's saying between the harlotry, you're giving yourself sexually. You're giving yourself and giving your body over sexually and because you have no control sexually and because of wine and because of new wine. He's saying those things take away the heart. See, see these things that, that, that God has directed on, on, on why we don't drink, why we don't do these things, why we don't live this way, why, why you, have, you have one wife, why you don't commit fornication, why all these different things. It's not about laws to press people down. It's, it's to always put yourself in a position so he can flow through. And, and so it's not about the laws or the riches. It's about, it's about a, being a vessel that he can flow through. And what he sees and what he's talking about, he's saying, he goes, I don't want you doing those things, not because I hate them. I don't want you doing those things because they take away your heart. They destroy part of your life. They take away your identity. They take away, they, they take away your confidence. They take away who you really are and who I've created you to be. They take, away, they take away the substance that your life is made of. They, they take away your boldness. They take away your character. They take away your manhood. It takes away, it destroys relationships. It destroys families. It destroys all these things. So, so, so it's not about, about just wine and new wine. And, no, it's about what it does to your heart. It takes away your heart. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Trust me, this is, this is not about perfection this morning. Trust me, this is not because I'm the least one that should be standing before you. This is not about being perfect. It's about being that, 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 that a vessel where, where, you know what, my heart is after God. My heart is after God. I may not do it all, always right all the time. I might not say, say it right all the time. Or, or, but you know what, my heart is after him. Go, go to Psalm chapter 51. I love what Annette said and Rick said. Just when Annette, just the Lord had her say, just lifting your hands and just letting him clothe you with glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 51. Psalms 51. Thank you, Father. Verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy love and kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. See, there's a time when you confess it, but when you confess it, you need to release it. Because even though David had confessed it, he still was saying, my sin is ever before me. It's ever before me, meaning I'm constantly reminded of it. I, I, I look at, I look at my, I look at, you know, what I could have had. I looked at, I look at what, what could have been. And I, I, I look at why I did this or, or why that happened. And, and I'm still staring in my face, the sin that's ever before me. 
So, so when we talk about a pure heart, also this morning, you need to see that it's about, it's about releasing yourself from the weight of your past. Blessed are the pure in heart. See, your past will block up that, that, that pipe, so to speak. It will, it will block it up and it will keep things from flowing through it because you won't be able to see him because all you can do is see yourself. But if we're reminded as David is, is crying out because, because of, of who he had been. And here, here, I, I mean, just briefly, we, we know the story here. He was the king. He was the anointed king. He was also a priest. He, he was anointed. He was gifted by God. But yet, little by little, did he allow the things of the world to stack on his heart? Remember, harlotry. One translation says sexual immorality, wine and new wine take away the heart. And so what was David? You know, he, he, here he is the palace. He's got the highest place in town. He's going out probably, could be out of his bedroom looking out and he sees Bathsheba down there. We don't know how many times he saw Bathsheba bathing. I know it was probably more than once. Just like I believe even with Jacob. I'm sorry, Joseph. When Joseph was with Potiphar's wife and, 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 and all of a sudden he runs out and she has his cloak, he must have got really close for him to have your clothes. And I think, I think there, there, was, there was time and time again where the enemy constantly went to Joseph and was like, and Potiphar coming to Joseph. Come on, let's, come on. We don't know, it, it could have been months. It could have been, it could have been a year or so, him, him serving in, in that house. But it, he got close enough to where she got his coat but had to run out. And I think even the same thing with David, it was just little by little. It wasn't one at a one-time thing. It was just constantly in his heart, just his heart. Just his heart. Then, so the next thing you know, he goes, well, I just look. We don't know how many, how many days he looked or how many times he looked. But was it maybe then it turned into, to, oh, I, need, I, need, I need to meet her. And it went from, I need to meet her to, I need to sleep with her. Then it went to, I got pregnant or she got pregnant. <laughs> and then it went to, well, we need to make sure her husband dies in battle. Then it went to, oh, well, I need to lie to him and then come back. And you know what? Um, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do something. We're going to kill him another way. You see, it was just his heart. But David was a good man. He was a man after God's own heart. So it's easy. It's easy for just let things stack up in your heart. Offenses, hurt, a lost loved one. Man. The enemy use anything he can to block up your heart to keep you from stepping over that line and saying, show me your glory. Because it's everything in your heart that will kind of keep you on this side of the line. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And David says in verse 7, he says, purify me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness and be satisfied. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sin and blot out all my iniquities. See, he went from saying, my sin is ever before me, to a place where I, I, di- I just don't want you to, to forgive me. I, I just don't want you to, to cleanse me and wash me. He goes, I want you to, in verse 10, I want you to create in me a clean heart. He goes, I I don't want a heart that's restored. I want something brand new. I, I want, create in me, make something, fashion something brand new. I don't want to have any traces in my heart that I had of my past. I want something brand new. Create in me a clean heart, a purified heart. Like I said, this isn't, I'm not talking about being, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about having a heart turned towards him. A heart turned towards him. Keep your focus on him. Keep your mind on him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Let's go to Psalms 24 and I'll close with this. Hallelujah. Mm. 
before I read that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Show me your glory. Say, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Before I read that, let's look, I want to look at Second Chronicles 16. Verse 8 says, For were not Ethiopians and the Lubans a, a huge host with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet because you didn't rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thine hand. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. To show himself strong in behalf of those whose heart is perfect towards him. Hallelujah. It all happened because they didn't rely on the Lord. They didn't rely on the Lord, meaning it wasn't their focus. But then it goes on and says, why? Because the Lord goes throughout the whole earth looking, looking for someone's heart that's perfect towards him. And that word uh, perfect there just means the same thing as clean, clear. Just as your heart is about him, not nothing else, but him. Amen. Psalms 24. Verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord's in the fullness of it, the world and they who dwell in it. For he is founded upon the seas and established upon the currents of the rivers. Who shall go up into the mountain of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who has not lifted himself up to falsehood or to what is false, nor sworn deceitfully. Verse 3 again. Who shall go up to the mountain of the Lord? What's he referring to? The mountain of the Lord. That's where God's presence was. That's what we're referring to. Where the presence of the Lord is. Or who shall stand in his holy place. Hallelujah. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who has not lifted himself up to falsehood. Or to what is false, nor sworn deceitfully. Meaning, meaning the person that, that goes up to the holy place, the person that goes up to the mountain is the one who's not chose to give himself to something else. That's, it says not give himself up to falsehood. Meaning he's not giving himself to false gods. He's not giving himself up to, to wrong things. But it's like, I give my life to you. I yield my life to you. Verse 5, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generations of those who seek him, who inquire for him and necessarily require him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you age-abiding doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord might in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and ye lift them up, you age-abiding doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Hallelujah. Lift up your heads. See, lift up your heads. Lift up your heads. Change your focus. Lift up your heads. Lift up your heads. Lift up your heads. Be lifted up, you age-abiding doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we're hungry for you. We're hungry for you. We're hungry for you, Father. And we thank you for moving and working and operating within our hearts. Even as we've already done the service, we lay lay, lay, have laid aside things. Said it, we've laid aside things out of our heart. We've laid aside things. It's not because it's, it's found in much work, but it's about having a pure heart. A heart that is after you. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hebrews eleven six says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For that he comes to God, must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. Hallelujah. Show me your glory. This is a, it's a position. It's a, it's a statement of expectancy and faith. Hallelujah. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Hallelujah. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. He is the king of glory. 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 A king of glory is one that not only is the creator of it, the author of it, but he's the distributor of it. Hallelujah. The king of glory. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. Hallelujah. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. A reward of them that diligently seek him. If those, if those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And this scripture says, he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. Let our hearts have a fixed affection on the king of glory. You take your own heart and find out what are some things that are blocking you from maybe stepping over that line and going all in. It's between you and it's between you and God. But you know what? We're, you'll be filled to the extent of your hunger. You are filled to the extent of your hunger. God does not go where He's needed; He goes where He sought. He went where he was needed. There wouldn't be there wouldn't be a need on this planet. But he manifests where people hunger after him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm, Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah. Mm. Everyone stand to your feet. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. The King of glory. Mm. See who has clean hands and a pure heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, you've given us, because of Jesus, you've given us the ability to dwell in your presence. Because of Jesus, you've given us the ability to stand in the holy place. Jesus. Your glory is here. Your glory is here. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Father. I know sitting in an aisle, you can't do this, but just a moment. I, I just want, we can't step forward. Why don't I t- take a step to the side? Just an act of your heart and an act of your will of stepping across that line. Show me your glory. You know, because of Jesus, you have been cleansed. You are cleansed. Oh, as David cried out in Psalms 51, he said that you, you, you wash me whiter than snow. You have been cleansed. If you made Jesus the Lord, you are cleansed. 
No condemnation on you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You've been cleansed. Hallelujah. Keep hearing this. You've been cleansed. But allow the Holy Spirit to keep your heart clear. You've been cleansed, but allow the Holy Spirit in my word to keep your heart clear. You have been cleansed. You have been forgiven. But allow the Holy Spirit in my word to keep your heart clear. Clear so I can flow through. Clear so I can flow through. Clear so I can move through. Hallelujah. You've been forgiven. You've been cleansed. Washed whiter than snow. Hearts forgiven and hearts clear. Healing hearts. He's healing hearts. Hearts are being healed. Broken hearts are being healed right now. Broken hearts are being healed. Broken hearts are being healed and mended and made new. Healed, healed from loneliness. Healed from loneliness. Healed from loneliness. Healed from rejection. Healed from rejection. Hearts free from rejection. Hearts free from rejection. Hearts free from the fear of people. Hearts free. Hearts free. Hearts free. Hearts free from failure. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. A church that's even free for the glory to flow through. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah, hallelujah. He who had clean hands and a pure heart. Hallelujah. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That the King of glory would manifest himself in your life. The King of glory, hallelujah. The glory of God would quicken and make alive. The King of glory would manifest. Hallelujah. The King of glory, the King of glory, the King of glory, the King of glory. Hallelujah. 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 Romans chapter six, Romans chapter four. Hallelujah. Romans chapter four talks about the spirit of glory, the spirit of glory that raised Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah. Romans 4 talks about the, 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 that why should we continue in sin that grace abound? And he says, he goes, no, he, he goes, certainly not. Hallelujah. He, we, we, we should behave in this newness of life because he talked about the same spirit of glory that raised up Christ, the same spirit of glory 
And then Romans 8, 11, he says, in the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead would quicken our mortal bodies. That means his glory wants to quicken your mortal body. His glory wants to quicken every aspect of your life. His glory wants to heal you spirit, soul, and body. His glory wants to manifest and release you from captivity and destroy every bondage that's holding you back in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, the spirit of glory. Hallelujah, the same spirit of glory that raised Jesus. Hallelujah, he was raised by the spirit of glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. Mm, to where you don't even remember your past. You don't even remember your past anymore. You don't even remember your past anymore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, I just hear my heart that there's someone that's could be watching by way of internet, but you you're overcome and you're tormented because you had an abortion. You're overcome and sometimes are overwhelmed and feel guilty because of an abortion. I remember your sin no more. I see. And it's not just a woman that has had an abortion, but it's the father who allowed it. I heard that right now. Because you had one too. Hearts healed. Oh, yes, hearts healed. Hearts healed. Hearts healed. Yes. Your yes. heart is clear. Hearts healed. Your yes. heart is clear. No, 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 no. Your heart is clean. Your heart is clean. Your heart is clear. So now let me reveal myself to you. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Oh, Lamasi. Allow him to cleanse you. Allow him to purify you. Because I want to reveal myself to you. I want to reveal myself to you. I want to reveal myself to you. sense even some guilt over how you parented guilt over the mistakes you made as a parent or the mistakes you thought you made 
You're released from that. There's a guilt of, of someone feeling not feeling their faith was good enough or their faith was strong enough. You're being released from that guilt. Because it was not me, it was the enemy. I'm not the author of guilt, the Father says. I'm not the author, author of guilt. I'm the author of the answer. So lay aside every weight. Lay aside every sin that so easily besets you and look unto my son. The King of Glory. Everyone take a step to your left and say, show me your glory. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.